Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill our soul's purpose. This is episode number 41. I can hardly believe we've done this many so far. It's titled, Celebrating the Light, What You Need to Live a Joy-Filled Life. Today, we want to celebrate the light with all of you. In fact, we join with all our Hindu, Jain, Sikh, and Noir Buddhist friends in India and around the world already celebrating the light this week. A most joyous Diwali to you. Happy Diwali. (laughs) It's officially known as the Hindu Festival of Lights. It is said to be the celebration of the victory of light over darkness, knowledge over ignorance, and good over evil. So, for this show, let's take a look at the idea of light triumphing over darkness or good over evil that has been around in almost every culture in the world throughout the ages. Of course, good prevailing over evil would be a cause for celebration, wouldn't it? When things are good in our life, it is easy to be joyous, and celebration is a natural expression of that. Besides those who celebrate Diwali, many of us celebrate the light with festivities and sacred ceremonies at certain times every year, regardless of whether good or not so good things are happening at the time in our lives. For example, Hanukkah is the Jewish festival of lights, and Christians celebrate the light with Christmas. These and other holy days around the world that celebrate the light serve as important reminders to each of us that what brings joy in our lives is the light of spirit or God, and we need to celebrate it regardless of whether we perceive the current conditions in our lives and in the world as good or bad, light or dark, aware or unconscious. This is especially an important thing to talk about on election day. When we celebrate the light, we validate that the light and the good are indeed within us, intrinsic to our beingness, and no one, and I mean no one, can take that away. Yet, Many scriptures around the world tell us about some kind of war in heaven as well. After all, a celebration of light being victorious over dark and good over evil seems to imply that there was some kind of battle, doesn't it? But that seems a bit like an oxymoron, doesn't it? A war in heaven? Michael, you've personally been to heaven and back a few times. Do you have any insights about those references to light being victorious over dark and wars being fought in heaven, etc., etc.? Yes, I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. Kick him in the right knee. <laughs> uh, Ouch. Yes. <laughs> well, we live in a universe of dichotomies. 
Everything here is made up of polarities, positive and negative, good and evil, right and wrong, yin and yang. Everything here is energy moving from positive to negative. So we experience life as constant change. Yet I know that which we might call limitless spirit just is. The Buddhists often talk about it as isness. I like that, isness. I <laughs> is. <laughs> yes, this is, 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 is. The Tao Te Ching calls this primordial unity or limitlessness, Wu Qi. That word literally translates in English as non-polar, as in having no polarity. Most incarnating souls forget about themselves in this primordial unity of limitlessness or spirit from which they came into this world quite early in their incarnations. In the right circumstances, if you really communicate with a very aware child before they're, say, four years old, they'll usually tell you about their experience before they were born. But as the awakened one himself, the Buddha, said, it's difficult being a human being here. And I have to say that is so very true, especially if you are a sensitive human being. Well, any human being. It's no kidding. <laughs> it's no kidding and times a million. <laughs> and that's why oh, part of my experience, hey, leaving this place is no brainer. It's easy. But coming back <laughs> and staying. And committing to staying. Yeah, that's the challenging part. Okay. So this is not a place for souls that are faint of heart. <laughs> even if you think you are. Yeah. Even the people who think they're the weakest, you know, most incapable, blah, blah, blah. They don't realize what they're thinking. It takes a lot of courage, a lot of strength, a lot of capability to just be here. Unless you somehow become aware of the true state of your beingness, it's easy to get immersed in the polar nature of this world and assume that polarity is all there is. And that duality is not only the nature of this universe, but of our life in it. And from such an assumption comes the belief that only those that are fittest survive, and those that are the best win. And that's what we're supposed to want in this world, right? Win. The winners get it all. <laughs> and those who survive, you know. They're the fittest. They're the fittest. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. In a duality assumed world, it seems only natural that good and evil are at war. And in that case, most of us would hope that good will triumph by vanquishing evil. That, of course, is the basis of many great stories we all enjoy. Also, it's one way we can look at how we live our challenging human lives in this world, one day at a time. We could hope that if we are good 
do good and live a good life, the world will become a better place. Nothing wrong with that, of course. Yet in truth, spirit is. So if by heaven we mean the realm of spirit, it is undivided and non-polar. There's no good and evil, or light and dark, or knowledge and ignorance in the undivided wholeness of the limitlessness or spirit or heaven. There can be no war. There's not even any argument or disagreement in limitlessness, in that which is undivided. There's no you and me. Yes, many of you have heard stories of people who have had near-death experiences and experienced being greeted on the other side or heaven by loved ones who had passed on before them or by Jesus or Mary or saints or angels. That is in the realm of spirit or heaven. But the souls experiencing all of that were still living in the duality of consciousness and of existence. Yes, you can take that idea of separateness and duality with you when you die as a soul. But this is all part of our spiritual growth and awakening. As in all of our dreaming, whether during our sleep time or in our so-called waking life, everything we experience is our state of consciousness made manifest. If we live in a polarized consciousness, we will polarize our reality, even in the realm of undivided spirit. In fact, that's what the great majority of us does all of the time living here in this world. We see ourselves as separate, individual body persons trying to deal with other separate individual body persons in a separate world in which everything has a separate individual existence unto itself. And that we have some kind of control over if we are capable or powerful enough. When we celebrate the light, we're celebrating the undivided oneness of life and of all of us. Whether we do so in a festival with many people around the world or by welcoming the light we see within, who we might consider to be another person, from our own recognition and validation of that same light within our own selves. As in, they say in India, Namaste, the light within me greets and welcomes the light within thee. In that practice of celebrating the one light of spirit, we begin to experience more and more the truth and reality that we are. Indeed, one and the same limitless spirit. In this, we have the blessing of experiencing true 
joyousness, true everlasting happiness. From the worldly perspective of polarity and the duality of existence, here, many of us experience our daily lives as having periods of goodness and periods during which badness or evil seems to prevail. For many, when everything in their lives are going the way they want them to go, they feel that life is good and that light is triumphant over evil. Then, when seeming disasters befall them, then obviously evil and darkness have taken center stage. They may pray to God or saints or at least some greater power to make things right again and make good beat the hell out of the bad. (laughs) There's that war again. Yet, once again, there are no wars in heaven. Heaven only knows undivided, limitless, eternal life. That translates as never-ending joy, everlasting peace, limitless lovingness, eternal truth, all power, unending goodness and beauty. So who or what is waging all the wars? Ah, that's what we call darkness or evil or ignorance or unconsciousness. It's the same consciousness that brings us nightmares in our sleep. To borrow a famous phrase and twist it as cute, it could be likened to a government of the people or government of the divided, (laughs) by the divided, for the divided. Only that which is divided and polarized could conceive of war. That which is divided is always living in fear of not surviving. It brings about the desire for control, believing that those who control survive in a way that they would like to. And those who are not in control will have to live according to the rules of the controlling group. What can appear to us as a battle between good and evil or light and darkness or knowledge and ignorance is only a one-sided war. That which is divided and afraid, waging a war against that which is always and forever undivided and whole, the oneness of light. It's a bit like shadow boxing. The divided casts a shadow on the screen of the world when it is trying to survive in its divided isolation against the wholeness of light. It's fighting its own shadow in the light. The light is never affected by that shadow. To the light, there are no shadows. Only when someone is fighting against the light can they cast a shadow. Once a soul becomes willing to be at one with itself, with others, then it can truly be in the light and all shadows, all darkness disappears. Our first break is coming up. And guess what, everyone? On my birthday, coming up Saturday, November 17th, from 10 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific time, we will be giving our teleclass on remembering what you experienced and learned when you return from the astral. Woohoo! What a great way to start off my birthday and celebrate a new year of my life. 
I love my dream time and astral experiences, as you might already have heard. So mark your calendars and join us for this teleclass. It's the fourth in the current series with the theme, Waking Up to Your Astral Life. We hope, we hope you can join us for this teleclass. Details and sign-ups are on our website, events calendar section on michaeltamora.com. Or you can call our office during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday, to sign up. Our office phone is 530-926-2650. When we return in a couple of minutes, we'll continue celebrating the light and find out more about what you need to live a joy-filled life. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. What makes you a success? Is it your business or career? Is it your family and social life? How do you achieve the next level in your success? Tune in to Infinite Success Radio with host Rachel O'Brien Eddy. Rachel and her amazing guests are here to encourage, inspire, and empower you to take control of your destiny and achieve the level of success you were born to reach. How do ordinary people become extraordinary? Find out with Infinite Success Radio, broadcasting live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're celebrating the light and exploring what you need to live a more joy-filled life. Yay! Yes. And Michael was 
uh, talking about this in the last section, so I'm going to let him continue because he has some really important things to say here. I know this is a little bit more of an advanced lesson than what we uh, normally talk about, but this is really important. Even if it's really brand new ideas to you, just have a listen, see how it resonates in your own beingness. Yes, and it's not really advanced, it's basic. (laughs) It is. But what makes it seem advanced is, well, you know, in, in life, everyone tries to complicate everything. So when you get down to what's really simple, how much simpler can it get than spirit, which is there's no division. There's nothing to begin and to end. There's no change. It just is. And that's so utterly simple that for most people, it's really difficult. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's some phases that go with this, the duality and then the, the kind of middle phase where we're learning about non-duality and and what spirit is different than, than just being in a body and being in this in the duality waves, if you will, and then going to non-duality. I know. It's it's like there's duality and there's uh, don't duality. <laughs> <laughs> it's a double negative. Yeah, that pe- works. People, people make a lot of, of you know, doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you're being, huh, there's no duality. It just is. Okay. So I was talking about, you know, uh, shadows. Shadow well, boxing. Yeah, shadow boxing. It's like, you know, you're fighting your shadow. But what's casting the shadow is you're in the way of the light, right? You're blocking the light. If you're resisting being at one in the light, then, because why would you do that? You're scared. Light is limitless. And if you feel like you have to control everything, well, there's no way little old me is going to control limitlessness, all power. And so I'm shaking in my boots. <laughs> or at least that's what the ego does. It shakes its, itself in the boots, and in your boots, in my boots, everybody's boots. <laughs> but this is our evolutionary path as humans to awaken to our true beingness. Step by step, we begin to cast smaller shadows, less darkness in this world. As we awaken to the oneness or limitlessness of the light within each of us, the more we recognize that, smaller the shadow, the more we let go of being divided, separate, and going, you know, I got to win. I got to beat you. Let's go to war. Let's fight. Fight, fight, fight. (laughs) Or even, I'm right and you're wrong. Yeah, that's the war, isn't it? Yeah, I'm right and I'm here to prove it to you. Get out of my way. (laughs) So, wars could be tiny, what we consider little tiny wars we call fighting, disagreements, arguments. Annoyances. Yeah, and get out of here. (laughs) and avoidance that's all little wars and then we have big wars global wars wars between countries wars between worlds yeah so hey be prepared (laughs) oh that's that's gonna come in another episode i think 
Okay. So that light, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world, right? Yeah. That same light is in each and all of us. We are here to realize that for ourselves. It's only our giving up our seniority to fear that we compromise our divine heritage and choose to remain separate and isolated. Yet, bit by bit, we become willing to relinquish some of that divisiveness, which we, be, we know as judgment and competition. And as we do, we become lighter and lighter. So those souls who have, who have experienced physical death and entered into the heavenly realm of oneness, they got the experience of that light shining through much more than they did here on earth. Yet they still have a ways to go in their learning and sharing and still live in a degree of duality. There's me, there's you, there's God, there's this, there's that. That's living in duality. So they experience interactions with others. Here's me and there's Jesus or there's Saint. There's, there's Buddha. There's my mother who's passed on and things like that. In a similar way to how they did right here on earth in their incarnation. The more a soul lets go of identifying with duality of their bodily existence, the more it will experience the true oneness of life. This is essential for each of you listening to the show today to remember, darkness can never triumph over light. It can't. Just like in, the, in this world, if you're in a dark room, once you turn on the light, what happens to that darkness? Gee, you know, first I was surrounded in total pitch black darkness in the room until I turned the light on and the darkness mysteriously, magically disappears. Where did it go? Is it under the bed? <laughs> oh, you have to go somewhere where you've blacked out the light. You, you put a covering over your eyes. You can't see it anymore. But just because you can't see it doesn't mean the light is gone. There's just a block between your vision and the light. Darkness is only an appearance, like a mirage or a dream, that appears to be where whenever we shield our sight from the light. Even if heavy storm clouds obscure the light of the sun, we know that the sun is still there. The clouds can never destroy or diminish the light of the sun. They can only make it seem dark to you by getting between your line of sight and the source of light. If you don't fall for the appearance of temporary conditions, you'll always experience the light and the joy of that limitlessness within you, no matter what conditions may be happening in the world and in your life. We each are able to live the miracle when we begin to practice what we know intuitively to be true 
within us. So let's find out from Raphael. (laughs) Hey, what are some of the ways that you practice in your daily life to experiencing that never-ending joy of life, especially when things in the world or in your personal life are not going quite the way you'd like them to go or that you hoped they would go? And then what would you suggest to those who are listening to our show today if some of them would like to live a more joy-filled life? Well, I have many practices I do. Um, As you can tell from listening to me, if you've listened before, I obviously have a little bit of a cold. Um, When I came down with this cold, I decided not to let it let me down. Get me down. Oh, I have a cold. Bummer. (laughs) It holds up everything. I don't feel so good. Boo-hoo. And I'm kind of amazed because um, over the years, I've caught less and less colds, um, as I know that has a lot to do with my own practices. But once I do, I don't sit there and put myself down. I don't complain. Um, If my body's asking for rest, that's what I give it. But I also know there's a purpose for the cold, and um, in this case, it was to slow down and and take care of myself a little bit because I had just been through five days of intensive work and very, very little sleep. So, you know, I know I created it. So why blame anybody? You know, the ego wants to go to that place of, okay, we had this event last weekend. There were 65 people there. Three people were pretty sick who attended rather than staying home. Um, And maybe I could blame them, right? Yes, they were Petri dishes. (laughs) They snuck out from the the Center for Disease Control. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, is I've been to many, many events, either ones we've put on or or ones others have put on, especially in the wintertime where there's always a person or two that that arrives not feeling well. And there was a time where uh, magically you got upgraded to first class for the first time. Oh, oh, I got to talk about that. That's a great story. So um, I was attending a wonderful event in, in uh, Philadelphia with one of my mentors, Steve Harrison, who was teaching about how to promote books and so on because I wanted to promote my, learn to promote Michael's book. Uh, he has this program called Quantum Leap. And I was getting ready to go uh, to go home. And Philadelphia to California was a very long trip, as you know, it was a nonstop. And um, it was near Christmas time, and Michael was actually just recovering from one of his heart incidences. So he was in a little bit of a delicate space, and I was trying very hard not to pick up anything along the way. And Christmas season is always kind of flu season and all Germany. that. <laughs> yes. So I got to get on the airplane, and I'm upgraded to first class. And I was very delighted to see that the seat next to me was empty. And um, just before the plane took off, the um, what are they called now? The the flight attendant. I don't want to say stewardess because that's the wrong word. The flight attendant um, came to the front from the back with a man in tow who was way, way, way back in the economy class. And he was one of these workmen. He had a little uh, name tag on and everything in his workman's clothes. And he had the flu so badly, I could not believe it. And, of course, he she put him right in the seat next to me. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of lost my space for a few minutes and was feeling kind of mad about this. 
until one of my guides came to my ear and said, hey, you're a healer. Why don't you give the guy a healing? And I had to laugh to myself because I was, um, I turned my back to, you know, against him and I was by the window and I was trying to breathe the air in the window so I didn't breathe his air. And he was so feverish, I could feel his heat and he was coughing and sneezing. I mean, you could not avoid the germs. And at the time I was fully in belief that germs are going to get me, right? Yeah, (laughs) this is an amazing story because... Raphael's been kind of a slight germaphobe for most of her life. Yes, I, I like, you know, clean and sanitary, and I work with food a lot, so I, I wash my hands a lot when I'm preparing food and so on. So this guy's coughing and sneezing and obviously doesn't just have a cold, but he has the flu. And I'm thinking my husband's at home with, with he's just recovering and a heart condition person, you know, shouldn't catch the flu, it's dangerous, blah, blah, blah. So I'm thinking all these negative thoughts until finally my guy came and reminded me, hey, you're a healer. So I went into meditation and I asked the man's higher self if he wanted a healing because I wasn't about to ask him in person because he didn't look like he could really, his personality could say yes to me. But his spirit did say yes. If his spirit had said no, I wouldn't have done it. But his spirit said yes. So I spent the next hour and a half giving the man a healing, grounding him and clearing out all the people in his space and all the energy that made him vulnerable to Uh, manifesting a virus in his body. Well, by the time I was done, it was several hours later, and I felt better. And he fell fast asleep and never woke up for the rest of the trip. He stopped sneezing and coughing, and he was breathing quietly. And when I left the plane, what was it, seven or so hours later, I felt really good. Like, okay, um, I'm not going to catch this cold. And it really taught me that there's really no such thing as quote-unquote catching a cold. It's just being vulnerable to viruses when you think you can or when you're unconscious. So um, I never caught it. I never came down with it. And we had a wonderful, wonderful Christmas that year, our own celebration yes. of the lights. And isn't that celebrating the light, what, what Raphael did in that case, with listening to her spirit guide and realizing Oh, yeah, I have a choice. I could resist it. I could resist this whole situation because how you catch something is if you're resisting. All right? So if you're resisting, you tend to catch it because you're. it's like putting up a shield and then everything splatters on the shield. Okay, you caught it. Same with even a cold. So the less you're resisting, the less likely you're going to catch stuff. And that's what she practiced. And she didn't catch it after all. If anything, that would have been a perfect place to catch it. But she came out clean. (laughs) I did. And so there you have it. That's one of the techniques. Well, we've got our second break coming up. If you haven't read Michael's first book, You Are the Answer, Discovering and Fulfilling Your Soul's Purpose, it may be a good time to do so. It's a great book, by the way. And for those of you who loved it, consider gifting a copy for your friends and family. You can get it through our website, michaeltamora.com, or through amazon.com. It'll be worth it. It's called You Are the Answer by Michael J. Tamora. While you're on our website, check out our current teleclasses in the ongoing series, You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think. 
developing your soul abilities for your spiritual growth and fulfillment. The next teleclass, Remembering What You Experienced and Learned When when You Return from the Astral, will be given Saturday, November 17th, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific Time. When we return, we'll continue our exploration of what you need to live a more joy-filled life as we celebrate the light. See you in a couple of minutes. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com For so many years, adults and teens have experienced a breakdown in communication. It doesn't have to be like this. Listen for Tools for Teen Transformation with Lily Williams. Coach Lily and her guest will tackle subjects like bullying, self-esteem issues, teen pregnancy, substance abuse, and more. It's all about getting teens and the adults in their lives to think differently. You could save a teen's life. Tune in every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you a game changer in disguise? Are you tired of waking up every day saying, they soar like eagles and I'm stuck in the nest? Well, wonder no more. It's time to soar. Of the world's millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, almost all started with at least one unique idea. Join Crystal for a controversial look at triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a fun, financially free life with their successful guests. Listen to Soaring with Eagles, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar. Are you frustrated that you can't seem to achieve your goals? Stop struggling and discover your power on Creatrix, creating the life you want, hosted by Amira Mondin. This show features the world's most intriguing guests, ready to guide you to self-realization using the powerful gift of your own mind. Tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Great to have you back. We've been celebrating the light and finding out what you need to live a more joy-filled life every day. So Michael asked me the questions about how to, especially when things in the world or in my personal life are not going my way, um, how I would handle that 
with and, joy. Yeah. How do you how do you find that joy within you when you know, it's really easy for any of us to be more joyful, at least kind of happy and laugh and so so-called enjoy life when things are going great. Whoa, this happened that I wanted it to happen. I'm on the top you know, of the world. I, I'm on the top of the world. That is a no-brainer. But where all of us have at least some difficulty is when things aren't going well. So for you, Raphael, what I wanted to share with the listeners is how do you, you know, yourself, get yourself back in that joyful space when, you know, you get a disappointment, bad news, things aren't going well? Well, the first thing is actually something Michael taught me over the years. We've been together over 30 years now. I, oh, we got together when we I was one? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that is to laugh a lot at everything, even if you have cried many tears first. Remember, the tears come from the ego, which is pretty much forever broken and misguided. And, you know, have you ever had a time when you've been crying your eyeballs out maybe laying on the bed and even being like a little kid and kicking your hands and feet. But you know there's that little tiny piece of you that's a little bit above the body in total peace, in total okayness while you're going through your machinations of (laughs) boo-hoo. And it could be about some very serious things too. But once you go through that, you pick yourself up, you put your feet on the floor, and you move on. One of the things I've learned as a 60-plus age person is when things go bad, eventually they'll go good again. When they go good, they'll go bad again because that's the, that's the waves, the duality waves yep. of this world. And how you can handle it, how I've learned to handle it, um, has been not only to laugh, but to trust that you're never stuck in that blackness unless you choose to be stuck there. Yeah, and that example you gave at the on the airline uh, on the airplane mm-hmm. was perfect because some people would have been stuck and they got angry and stayed there and uh, you know refused to sit the next to him might have argued with the flight attendant that hey I I was here first and and how dare you put a, a sick, sick person, person. <laughs> you know and actually or, those kind of thoughts went through my head until I I, I reeled them in yeah actually and that's that's not a problem. See, when you have those kind of thoughts, it's normal. I mean, we all do. That's just an automatic mechanical reaction in our mind. But what we do with that reaction and how we respond to it, that's what makes the difference. And that's what makes the difference when you respond differently from those reactions. That's when the miracle happens. Two miracles, the guy got a healing that he needed, got to rest, stopped coughing and hacking and, you know, being miserable through the whole flight. And then you walked away from it feeling better and not catching the cold or flu or whatever it was. And so that's, those are miracles. And because it could have gone the other way really easily. And where does it start? We see things a certain way. When you first, when Raphael was first in that situation, oh, first was, oh, yay, I get to go first class. 
Well, I did pay for it. <laughs> oh, oh, you did? Yes. Okay. I thought they upgraded you. No, no. <laughs> so, but, you know, here I get to enjoy going first class this time. It was probably the third time in my life. And then this other thing happens, and it puts a dark cloud. And, oh, no, you know, and you can think all kinds of things, but you don't stay stuck there. You have to remind yourself, I have a choice. Okay. Do I want to experience joy in my life, or do I want to suffer more? Right, and one of the things I realized is I'd lost my compassion for about a minute over that whole thing. Um, So one of the other techniques that I always like to practice when it comes to keeping in joy is when I'm feeling that downward spiral, which we all experience, you know, when everything starts to go wrong during the day, or you get bad news and it goes downhill from there. (laughs) We've all had those days. You are not the only one. I have found that meditation practices are one of the most important things we do. I can't emphasize the importance of this enough. Why? Because when you meditate, and you know, we teach meditation and in the body style meditation, but there are many, many, many styles of meditation. It doesn't matter. If you have a favorite way to meditate, Uh, this is a good time when you're feeling that energy dropping to go within. And why is that? Because remember I talked about the uh, person who's crying and kicking and screaming on their bed because they're upset about something and that there's that little quiet part of them up there above. Well, you bring that part inside of you where it belongs. You start to touch in with it. This part of you is always, always, always at peace, no matter what chaos is going on around you. Meditation helps you to find that. And also, meditation helps you to find your seniority to everything going on in your life. And when I mean seniority, it's a word I like to use in the old days, a long, long, long time ago when I was a cashier, seniority meant you were there longer. You know, you are you get you get more privileges because you're there longer. In this definition of seniority, you are senior in your own body. You are senior within yourself. So you have the power. You have the power within you to make your own decisions, including how you want to respond to something or how you want to respond to automatic responses that you go into, like what I what happened with me, where my automatic response was indignation and upset, and I was, uh, I was particularly upset with a flight attendant, and she picked it up really quick because she started waiting on me hand and foot, and I didn't want that because I realized I was throwing energy around, and that's not really a good thing to do. Yeah, and what you called automatic response, it's... It's that's what we define, you know, define as reaction. It's yes. just mechanical. You push the button, and always the same thing happens. Exactly. And that happens in our mind as thoughts. And that's why a lot of people who have trouble meditating, it's not that they're having a trouble. They don't. They are misinterpreting what they experience when they start meditating. When you meditate, let's say you sit down and you quiet yourself, so you're not doing emails. You know, Facebook, <laughs> or yeah, you turn on the phone. Yeah, turn your phone off. Yeah, you turn it all off, so to speak. You're you're turning off from everything outside. The input. The, all that input in the world, and say, okay, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet for a moment. And whatever practice you use, methodology, oh, you start to get quiet, but 
You don't stay quiet, do you, inside? Because the moment you start to withdraw your attention from everything, all the you know, excitement, disasters, trauma, everything in the world, oh, you start to become aware how noisy it is in your own mind. You nor- normally ignore it. So, because you got to work, you got to do this, you got to handle that, you know, and you're fighting that out there. But when you quiet down your mind, oh, you start to hear and have all these thoughts. And then you start to feel things that you push down and it's not good. That's all the stuff you couldn't handle in the first place. So, or you thought you couldn't. So you, you shove all that down in your mind. But when you start to meditate, you're going, okay, I'm ready. Let's review this. Let's look at all the stuff I shoved down, the thoughts and the feelings, sensations and everything that I shut down uh, in my mind, okay? And you start to become aware of it. And in the beginning, that's never really good. It's all the negative stuff. It's all the painful stuff. It's all the very emotional stuff. And so, you shoved it down because you didn't want it. You you were scared of it. You thought you couldn't handle it. But in meditation, you can. You can just let it come out. And instead of entangling yourself with it, trying to fix it, trying to shove it away, trying to do something about it, oh, just let it go. Let it just be. And as it you let it be, all this stuff that's really nonsense, doesn't have anything to do with anything. It sounds like it at first. And it's intense at times, but it's got nothing to do with it. You just let it go. And for those of you who've been listening to our radio show regularly, you know about grounding yourself. So that's something very important. You could just close your eyes for a second and just ground. Meaning, imagine sitting on a tree trunk, going from your first chakra, just above the tip of your tailbone, energy center, all the way down the tree trunk goes to the center of the earth. That alone will help you in your meditation. You get grounded and you just let everything go. And when those negative thoughts and, and angry thoughts and sad thoughts and you know hopeless thoughts surface, we all have them stashed away in our basement of our mind. But they're going to start to lift when you meditate. Don't confuse that as, oh no, I'm getting depressed, or I'm getting so angry, or I have all these negative thoughts, I better go jog around the block because I don't want to deal with these negative thoughts. No, that's how they got stuck in the first place. In meditation, it's time to let, let it, go. it go. Yeah, and forgive yourself for having the thoughts if, if yeah. it bothers you. It's, it's no big deal. We all have those thoughts. Yeah, and if you can, forgive yourself for having those thoughts. You'll never be... A very capable psychic, for sure. Because you know what? I pick up those kinds of negative thoughts just by people walking by me. I can hear, I can feel their pain, suffering, negativity, anger, sadness, all those things. Just like that. And if I were to confuse that as, oh no, why am I thinking these bad thoughts all of a sudden? Or how come I feel guilty all of a sudden? Or how come I'm so angry all of a sudden? I'd be busy 24-7 fighting all of that stuff. No, I'm psyching. 
and I'm able to use it because I go, oh, the person that just walked by is really depressed. Or the person that is sitting next to me at the other table at the restaurant is is really angry. Or, gee, that couple over there, they're not saying anything to each other, but they're really fighting underneath. They're really angry at each other. This, All is, that the, stuff. this is the part of the clip being a clairvoyance being a clairvoyant that is very interesting because you can see these things and feel them and at hear. the same time. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's all that going on. So that's what, you know, Raphael was mentioning. I I taught her to laugh a lot. A lot. Laugh at myself. Yeah. And laugh at the situation, even if it's very serious, like what's happening today. Especially when it's serious. <laughs> it's dead serious. Yes. And if you if you stay dead serious, you will be dead. Yeah. <laughs> or feel like it anyway. But if you laugh, you levitate. Laughter is the first step to levitation. Because when you laugh, you're levitating energetically out of the muck. And you're going, oh, I'm light. I'm celebrating the light that I am. I'm mm-hmm. celebrating the lightness that I am. I don't have to stay in this dark place. I'm turning the light on. Exactly. You know, for those of you who um, are still avoiding meditation and prefer something such as prayer, even that is helpful. You oh, know, because I, it still still requires you to go within yourself. I thought you were going to say those who prefer to med- medicate instead of meditate. <laughs> no, med- <laughs> meditate. Um, there's also another thing you can do, and that is um, for those of you who are more action-oriented people and you're upset about something, sometimes it just helps to go out and serve or practice loving thoughts and gestures even when you don't feel like it. Sometimes when you're doing that, it gets you out of the habit of being in that negative space. Yes, because when you're in that negative space, invariably, you're isolating yourself. You're sucking in, sucking it up, What energetically speaking. So, like Raphael said, when you're stuck and, and not doing so well, give, help somebody else out. And Say a kind word. Yeah, be nice, smile at somebody, and, and help them, and then you'll start moving on. Well, we're getting to the end of our show today. Next Wednesday on Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, we'll have a great time answering a, que- a question much more in depth about a subject that so many of you have been interested in for a long time. Do you have angels looking over you? And we'll explore your relationships with them. If you like our show, please tell your friends about it and share it on social media. That's so helpful. Remember, too, to join us for our next teleclass on my birthday, Saturday, November 17th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time on Remembering What You Experienced and Learned When You Return from the Astral. You can register through our website or by calling our office at 530-926-2650. Until then, be inspired. Use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael tomorrow. 
we appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.